you for listening to the Wonder Podcast. I'm Joe Vacanti. It's our desire that you would take this message and that you would choose to live the life God always imagined for you. One year ago today, an evil act committed down the street, not too far from where we were here. Uh, last week was the one year anniversary. A couple of lives were taken. And in those moments, anger definitely is going to well up in people's hearts. A lot of different kinds of emotions. Sometimes vengeance. Uh, wanting justice to happen. Those are real emotions. We're going to experience them. Especially when something as heartless and evil that happened occurred. What I was really inspired by a year ago was in the midst of all that was going on. Our city had an answer to evil. It was a, a statement, and it was choose love. I thought that is one of the most greatest battles we will ever face as Christians is the internal battle to not ever let our emotions dictate our actions. That is the hardest battle we will ever have because they're real and we have to have our creeds our oaths our scriptures already in place in our hearts so that we won't cross the line and do things we would regret our creeds are an answer to evil in hebrews the author says this let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who has promised is faithful. I love that phrase, without wavering. It means to be immovable. We want to be people who no matter what happens, no matter what thoughts are going through our heads, no matter what emotions are going, we draw a line in the sand and we're saying, I'm not moving. I will not give up on God. I will not give up on my faith. I will not give up on Jesus. I know what he's done. I know what he's doing. And I know what he will do. I will not move. Because life is not a mountaintop experience. We all know on a daily basis, there is opposition. There's challenges. There's the unexpected. So it was just fun and fitting that our last week here there's a live movie going on. Like, this is cool. I thought, well, we'll figure it out. We definitely can get overwhelmed in our emotions. And I want to I give some freedom to some people today. But you might be a person who, when you walk into places or rooms or, or workplaces, you, know, you try to make everybody in the room happy. Or if it's your, your teacher, try to make every student in the classroom happy. No matter what you do, we, we try to, to manage people's emotions. And we've all worked with people or been around people that if you just say like the slightest thing, like sets them off, they start crying. Like, oh no, I, I upset this person. And you weren't trying to. Well, I want to set everyone here free today. Because as Christians, it is impossible and it is not our responsibility to manage everyone else's emotions. But it is our job to control our own. This is where the greatest battle takes place. 
And I'd like to say as we journey to the next season of our church that it's going to get easier. I'm confident it is going to get harder. Because we're not going into like the promised land. We're not going, hey, it's all done. Like we are moving into a space that is designed for us to actually do more work. We're going to try to do more stuff, have greater steps of faith. We're more broke, which means greater steps of faith, greater steps of giving. Like whatever that looks like, it is time for steps of faith. In the wintertime, a lightning bolt hit the transformer at the coffee house. It went out and the person who actually installed that thing on the pole from the electric company came out. And they said, I, in all the years I've, I've worked, I've never seen like a bolt knock a thing off the thing. And he's like, it's weird. Like Riverworks has power. They have power. Your coffee house is the only place that doesn't have power. And he said these words. It's like you guys are targeted or something. And we just smiled. Have you ever felt like you're targeted? You ever just walk through and feel like, I feel like I'm being targeted this week. I can promise you, as we take more steps of faith, you're going to feel targeted. I know someone of recent who has made an extreme step of faith when it comes to generosity. They, they are taking a huge step of faith. And after they did that, things in their house broke. They're like, this happened. Or I think they had a, another uh, medical thing they had to take care of. And that caught, it's just like, ah, it figures. You're about to take your biggest step of faith. And all of a sudden now you need more money. <laughs> After you said, I'm going to give more away. It just feels like you're targeted. I know people in this room have felt the same in different areas where you are. That when you, when you take more steps of faith, you just feel like more targeted. I want to encourage everybody. It's not going to get easier. But it's no surprise. Because of what it says in Ephesians 6, 12. It says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. There is an invisible realm, and it's real. There are evil forces that are spiritual. And as a church, we don't dwell on this. We don't talk about it all the time. You know, if you're in middle school or high school, you don't need to dwell and think about it, but you have to be awake and aware that it's real. Because when you open up the scriptures, you're going to read about it. So we can't pretend that it's not real. And then you say, read the Bible, open up the scriptures. And you're like, eh, Jesus is kind of talking about demons and guess what is this stuff? Where's all the fluff? Where's all the good stuff? I want to encourage everybody. Jesus deals with it. Like the spiritual forces of evil, in the end, Jesus destroys them all in the lake of fire. That's in the end of the Bible, the book of Revelation. So anything that's evil is done with. It knows its end. But in the meantime, it's kind of like a work environment. Maybe you've been in a work environment before where somebody is uh, quitting. They decide to quit and transition. And sometimes you get an employee that, or a coworker as they're transitioning out. Like on their way out, they just make it like more miserable for you. You know, they start complaining about the company, complaining about the boss. They don't show up. They're showing up late. They're not doing the work. They no show, right? They just make it hard. 
Well, evil, evil knows it's on its way out. Satan knows it's on its way out. There's, there's a destiny in it, and it's a lake of fire forever. But on their way out, man, they're wreaking havoc. When Jesus rose from the dead, he went up into heaven. It's not like all the spiritual forces of evil got together. It's like, hey, time to go on vacation. Now get a suitcase, packing it up, where we want to go. Some were warm. I mean, it's done. We tried, to, we tried to get Jesus to not do what he did. He did it. We're on vacation. No, they're still around. That's why we as Christians can't take our faith on vacation. Because it's real. The battle is real. This is what we're up against. We're going to overcome. And we're going to do all that we can to encourage one another. But it's important to know. We must be aware. This is where having our creeds, this is where having our statement of beliefs will help us control our emotions when we get afraid or hurt or anger or betrayed. You know, when you get betrayed enough times, things happen, your, your heart starts to get hardened. And the scripture says that God takes away our hearts of stone and puts a heart of flesh. We don't want to become hardened. So as life becomes hard, as we see things that like we saw a year ago, as things get harder, we don't want to become hard people. We don't want to become bitter. We still want to be people who choose love. People are of hope. So that's important. That's why I love that our creeds are an answer to evil. So I wanted to just share a few people in the Bible who it was pretty obvious that they were against some spiritual forces of evil. And what were the creeds that they had that could inspire us this morning? First one would be David. David was someone who was best friends with the king's son, Jonathan. The king was Saul. David was a faithful servant. He worked hard for the king. He defended the kingdom. And he became best friends. And what happened at a moment was the king became jealous of David. Jealousy took over the heart of somebody. And so he, he made plans to get rid of David. And the scripture says that an evil spirit came upon the king. So now you got a king who already had jealousy, and now an evil spirit comes upon him, and he's trying to kill David. And he's, David's fleeing for his life. And while he's fleeing from his life, he writes a lot of the Psalms, and Psalm 11.1, he says this. Here's his creed. Here's his answer to evil. He says, in the Lord, I take refuge. In the Lord, he flees for protection. In the Lord is the one he confides in. In the Lord is the one he puts his hope. And in the Lord, he puts his trust. See, we can... Fill in the blank with other things we put our refuge in. We may put in our investments, we take refuges. We take refuge in our friendships, in our clean eating, you know, in, in medicine, we're going to take our refuge. But if you put your refuge in investments and clean eating and friendships, you will be let down. You will have disappointment because all those things are fleeting. They're really outside of our control. We could put our, our refuge into YouTube, YouTube videos. I mean, fill in the blanks. I love going to YouTube to get answers for everything. And we need to have plans. Look, you need to have plans for investments. So have plans, but don't ever have a refuge in those things. 
Only in the Lord have those refuge. And there was a moment where David, who was fleeing from Saul, finds himself hiding in a cave. And Saul and his men come by, and Saul had to use the restroom. So his soldiers stand outside, and he, Saul goes into the cave, and they stand outside the cave on guard as Saul goes inside the cave. And there is David and his guys hiding, and here's Saul in the most compromising position a human being can be in. At that point, his emotions, he, the anger, the disappointment, the betrayal, he was afraid. He had to think, this is it. Like, God delivered him into my hands. It's got to be. But in that moment, he did not let his emotions overtake him because he knew it wasn't right to kill. And he chose not to kill Saul. Because David didn't put his hope in anything else except the Lord. In the Lord, he took refuge. Job says in the first part how literally Satan was having a conversation with God to take Job out. So literally, it's right there in the scripture. It's pretty clear. And Job, in, in one day, he loses his entire family, all his children. His wife survives. And he loses all his business dealings, all his flocks. So basically, everything he had, businesses, stuff, it's gone. And what he said shocked me. He says in Job 1-2, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. How did he do it? How in that moment, when he lost everything, did he say, the Lord has given, the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. He's a man of convictions of beliefs and creeds. I came with nothing, I'll leave with nothing. And I'm not turning away from God no matter what. And that is a creed to hold on to. That is an oath. And that is an answer to evil. Joshua, in Joshua 24, he says to uh, the people as they're getting ready to cross over into the promised land that they were going to, fight new battles and wars. And he said, now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away your gods, the ancestors worship beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. He goes on to say, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods or the Amorites in whose land you are living. And here was his answer. He says, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. You know, who were the gods that the people were serving? Because like, there's a lot of gods out there. One of the gods that the people worshipped was the god called Molech. And here's how you know that it was evil. And here's how you know there's demonic forces behind it. Because to worship this God, what this God required is that when your firstborn baby was alive and born, you would sacrifice your firstborn baby and kill it. And I love Joshua's answer to the people. It's almost like he's saying, you know, you people are tough, emotional, up and down, 
I can't take it anymore. Listen, choose from yourselves this day. If following the Lord seems undesirable to you, I can't worry about it. But he has an answer. He says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I just love that oath, that creed, and that answer to evil, that no matter what, we're going to stay committed to God and what is true and right and beautiful. And then there's Jesus and Matthew. Couldn't be more clear when it says, then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the Son of God, then tell these stones to become bread. It would have been real easy for his emotions to dictate his actions. He was hungry. He'd been fasting for 40 days. And there's these beautiful carbohydrates tempting him. And Jesus answered to evil. It is written, man should not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him. Here's his answer to evil. It is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. And again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world with their splendor. And at this point, I'm sure Jesus thought, you know, I don't know if he thought this, but if I'm Jesus and I'm not, you know, that would be an easier life because I'm supposed to do all these things and then get crucified. But if I could just have all the high mountains and the splendors and the kingdoms, that would be a lot easier. In fact, I could probably watch a lot of great sunsets from those mountains. Those would be nice. And I'd get my Saturdays back because I'm not preaching in the synagogue, so I'll get another day. Do yard work. That would be nice. That would be a lot easier. Satan says, all this I will give to you if you will bow down and worship me. And then Jesus had his answer for evil. He said, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. You know, it is our creeds and our beliefs that we need to have in our hearts to draw the line in the sand so we don't let our emotions dictate our actions. And probably the greatest, most critical moment in history was an emotional one for Jesus. And if he did not do what he did, if he let his emotions get the best of him, we would not be here today. He was in the garden and he was praying to God. He knew what was coming. He, he had served God faithfully for so long. And now he knows it's the moment he's going to be betray- taken up, captured, and crucified. And Jesus said this word in, in Luke 22, 42. He said, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. It's not a wrong thought. I'm sure we've thought that before. And we're at that point where it's like, okay, this is going to mean more work. This is going to mean more sacrifice. It's going to mean I got to push through. I got to push through feelings. 
It's not a, it's not a wrong feeling to have. We're going to have those. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. If you're a parent, you have a kid, your kid says, hey, you know, if you're willing, I'm about to go through some tough stuff. Could you provide another way out? But what Jesus said next, that's what he felt. That's what he spoke out loud. But it was his oath. It was his creed, his belief. And here was Jesus' answer to his emotions. Here was Jesus' answer to the evil that would have done everything it could have to get him off of following the path that God had for him. He says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. But then he says, yet not my will, but yours be done. There is a will to follow. That is such a great oath for every one of us in every situation. Not our will, but God's be done. When we get hurt, betrayed, opposition, things are tough. God, not my will, but yours be done. And I'm pretty convinced I know the reason why God was not willing. Because he asked him, God, if you're willing, and I know why he's not willing. If I look back upon my own personal life, I've had some moments where I've let my emotions override my actions. Like this week, we were on the 33. There was an accident. And I could see it. The traffic was just backing up. And there was a ramp that's normally an on-ramp to 33. People were going the reverse way up it. Cop cars everywhere. I'm all the way in the left. And we were trying to get to a funeral for somebody. Or it was a celebration. So thinking we cannot be late. Traffic is everywhere. And I'm trying to listen for toots. And, and I'm trying to cross over traffic. And I was given, was given some advice by my, my people that were in the car with me. And I yell out loud because it was stressful. Stop yelling at the driver! <laughs> As I try to pull up and cross three lanes of traffic. And then, of course, I had to apologize to my family. Because although it's true that you should never yell at the driver when they're trying to cross three lanes of traffic with sirens and traffic trying to get to a funeral... You should never let your, your emotions overtake your actions and yell at everybody in the car. So that's why God was not willing. Because, because God had an answer for evil when God chose love. Because just like there needs to be justice for a shooter and for families, you know, there's also needs to be justice for a father who yelled at his kids. It's what God requires. And so God's answer for evil was to choose love. In John 3, 16, it says, God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. That was God's answer. That's why he wasn't willing, because he wanted every one of us to have an opportunity to get pardoned, because it was Jesus who paid the price of God's justice, and I go free, and you go free. And that has been our message from Wonder Church from day one. The reason why we have done all that we've done, set up every week and try to create fun environments is to let every person know that God is for you. He's not against you. 
God loves you enough that he sent his son. And if you would just turn from yourself and give your life to Jesus, it'd be the greatest adventure you ever live. It won't get easier, but you will have so much peace and so much joy and so much freedom following him. So like every week, I'm going to ask everyone just to close their eyes. If you're here today and you've never taken that step of faith, Maybe today is a day that you begin to start to say, God, not my will, but yours be done. And if you want to receive the gift of life that Jesus gives, if you want to receive forgiveness and pardoned for every time your emotions got the best of you and you chose something that you knew was less than love, we want to know you today, you can be forgiven of all those things, wiped clean because of what Jesus did. That's you today. Make today be a day you give him your life. Say this prayer to him. Make this decision in your heart. Jesus, today I give you my life. Turning from myself and I am turning to you. Jesus, I give you my life. Thanks to all who give to Wonder Church. Your sacrifice makes this podcast possible. Thanks for listening. Let this talk do only what Jesus can. And live your life in such a way that will make the world wonder there must be more.